Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is December the 2nd, 2020. Got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Lead off segment for this episode. Asante Samuel Jr. Is not an elite corner. Okay. Overhyped. Okay. But I do appreciate him coming to Florida State. I'm not going to sit here and bag on the dude. Okay. Uh, Great talent. Uh, coming before he came to Florida State, he probably wasn't developed the right way. He's had a couple of different secondary coaches. I mean, Florida State is just a joke. It's just you know, no matter how much positive spin you try to put on this thing, we we just a joke, man. And it just it just shows the mismanagement of the athletic department and the administration. And, you know, we've we've tried to blame previous head coaches. I said I wasn't going to mention those guys no more, and I'm not. But it, it wasn't their fault. The power brokers, the power brokers of this program have ran it into the ground, man. So, you know, you, you I mean, you you better be glad you got Mike Norvell, man. You better be glad that somebody wants this job. All right, because it's one of the most least desired jobs in the country right now. Um, But getting back to Asante Samuel, I think he'll be a good pro. It depends on what system he goes to. Um, I don't know. I don't even know his skill set. Is he a zone guy? Is he a man guy? Because just for watching watching him for the last – this year was probably his best season. His freshman and sophomore year to me was just like, you know, cinnamon toast crunch, man. You know, just big play after big play. I mean – he was just like Stanford Samuels the third. I mean, just overhyped. Um, probably not developed in the best way. Um, if he probably would, if he would have went to Alabama, he probably would have got developed better. Uh, we don't have a good program in term in terms of developing talent, and uh, it's just the way it is, man. I think Jim. Or I said I wasn't gonna say his name, but. You know, the previous coaches of this program just quit on this program because the the boosters, the athletic department, and the administration just wouldn't do what needed to be done to keep this program, you know, in competitive 
uh, standing with some of the other, you know, bigger programs in the nation. So, um, Asante Samuel, if he would have went to like Clemson or Alabama or, or, or Ohio State, he probably would have been a uh, top 15 pick. The talent is there. He's flashed. But overall, and I, I blame Florida State for a lot of his uh, not being developed or undeveloped,ness if that's a word. Um, so it is what it is. So let me know what you think about that segment. Um, I'm pretty much assuming that FSU, Florida State's football season is over, man. I mean, it's just every day it's another guy decommitting, uh, opting out. Um, this, this, this is like really bad. Um, the COVID-19 crap, um, which is out of their control, but I just hope that it's like legit and it's not something that they're just making up just to get out of playing games. I, like I said before, I think that ESPN article was pretty, um, uh, damning um, it's just crazy that ESPN article comes out and then um, no more Florida State football I mean I guess I guess it some people down there got in their feelings that's the only thing I can assume um, I mean it is what it is you know if if <laughs> One thing for sure, though, if Mike Norvell rebuilds this program, the NFL is going to come calling because Florida State is like at the bottom of Power Five football, maybe all the college football. I mean, it's it's some uh, non-Power Five programs that will come in and roll Florida State right now. So. And they don't have the resources that Florida State have. This is a power struggle to control the program. That's all this is. So the boosters are going to withhold money. They want to have complete control over the program. And for the most part, they have had it. Because they've decided not to give their money. And this is where we are. So, um... And it's crazy that you have to depend on boosters to have a football program, but it is what it is. That's just the way college football is now. So, um, whatever. But the season is over. And I've kind of segued into this third segment, which is called These Are the Dark Ages of Florida State Football. Yeah, the understatement of the world. Decommits, opt outs, uh, players just quitting. Um, but <clears throat> a lot of the uh, players that have opted out, quotation marks, are guys that, you know, if, if, if Florida State was in its heyday, probably wouldn't have even been at Florida State. So we got a long way to go, guys. I mean, just every aspect 
of the program. Every aspect of the program, every aspect of the operation um, has a long way to go. And uh, I don't know if we're going to get there, to be honest. Um, just just every aspect of the program. I don't even want to go through everything. Just every aspect of the program needs to improve tremendously. My favorite word is a quantum leap. When it comes to this program, everything needs to take a quantum leap. Um, you know, what else can you say? I mean, all you can do is hope it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. this point, you know, I'm never going to stop being a Florida State fan. You know, I'm not going to be a fair weather guy. I'm not going to be with them for damn near 40 years. And then they go through a little dry spell. And then I, I'm not a fan anymore. I don't roll like that. But you also got to keep it real, too. We suck. In every aspect, we suck. So, um, you know, if you can't keep it real with yourself as far as being a fan of a team, you know, what are you doing? Um, and that's that's just what it is at this point. You got to keep it real, man. Um, so let me know what you think about that segment. Should J-Rob, Janoris Robinson come back for a sixth year? Wow. I mean, whatever he wants to do, man. You know, if somebody's going to pay him a couple hundred thousand to stay, why wouldn't you stay? If you go to the NFL, you risk not getting drafted. You know, if you can, if you can control your life for one more year and just come out and just rededicate yourself in terms of everything because you know we pretty much know how to deal with COVID at this point wear a mask social distance clean uh, clean your areas you know and there's some other stuff you can do but you know I don't advertise that at that much I do say a little thing on at the end of the podcast but you know there's other things you can do to try to boost your immune system, but it is what it is. But I don't I've watched this guy play, man, and he's a pass rusher, but he doesn't get to the quarterback. Um he's more like a he's he doesn't get sacks. He doesn't stop the run. They've tried to drop the guy in coverage. He's not a outside linebacker. Um, if he would put on another 30 pounds, he would be a defensive tackle, in my opinion. Um, maybe another 40 pounds, get up to 300 pounds and be a defensive tackle. I really don't see him being like a 
speed rusher. He would be better suited to play defensive tackle in the league. He would have to put on some weight, but he would be an awesome defensive tackle in my opinion. Um, you know, um, so I, you know, I just don't know. I think he has to do his uh, due diligence on his draft stock. Um, if I was to guess, I would say he would probably go undrafted unless he just goes to the combine and runs like a, a four or five flat and he does like 30 or 40 reps on 225 on the bench press. I mean, he would have to just do like a Mike Mike Mamula uh, from Boston College back in the day um, for the young people that listen to this podcast. If any young people listen to this podcast, Google Mike Mamula. He had one of the greatest combine workouts ever. And just when he got into the league, he sucked. But he parlayed that workout into a first round pick. So it can happen. So um, that's it. Let me know what you think about that segment. Last segment for this episode. Did the ESPN article trigger the shutdown? Let's be clear. ESPN pretty much controls sports, man. With with just some of the money that they shell out in these TV contracts, they control sports. All right? And, you know, if they want to get you shut down, they can get you shut down. And And this is what happened. This is what got them shut down, man. Cause that that article uh, painted a not so good light on this program. I mean, it was very informative, in my opinion. If you haven't read it, I would I would I would definitely uh, you know Google that ESPN article about the how this program has floundered for the last several years. Um, you know, it's a good read. Um, you know, everybody, like I said earlier, wanted to blame previous head coaches, but it's really the administration, the athletic department and the boosters and more so the boosters. I would say probably 75% the boosters just, they suck. You know, if it was me, if I was the president of Florida State or the athletic director, I mean, I would try to find just one billion trillionaire guy to 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 be like the Florida State guy. Um, you know, like a like a Phil Knight at Nike or Boone Pickens at Oklahoma State, something like that. And uh, you know, just as long as he's giving money to the program, do whatever he says. Period. And it, you're just reporting to one guy instead of a hundred or two hundred or three hundred boosters. Just one guy. You only have to make one guy happy. That's that's why, you know, Oregon gets great players. Oklahoma State gets pretty good players. And uh, you know, the programs that have mastered the booster thing is like Alabama, Clemson, and I still ain't figured out where Clemson getting their money from. But they're definitely 
they they they, they definitely got somebody with some money because their their booster program no not as not in this state not in south carolina absolutely not they've got a private investor we don't know about so it is what it is um clemson is a great program can't take nothing away from them they're one of the best to do it um one of the greatest five-year runs um in college football history so i give them all the respect in the world man trevor lawrence is an absolute uh golden arm quarterback etn is gonna be a great running back in the league I hope my 49ers get him. Um, and we'll see. I'll just go keep it real. I hope my 49ers do get ETN. He's a good running back. Um, but like I said, ESPN, thank you. We appreciate that. Um, so that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Please wear a mask. Please social distance. Please be aware of your surroundings. Please do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. Please do your research on vitamins. And always, as always, go nose.